Welcome to the Christian Worship Center podcast. We pray that this message encourages you and inspires you. Visit us online at www.cwcsj.org for service times and directions. Praise the Lord. It's an honor and a privilege to be here this morning and to um, be here behind the the pulpit. Um, Pastor Dan, thank you for the opportunity and uh, trust. I don't take it lightly. Um, I know that it's important and that it's it's uh, such a privilege to serve here at Christian Worship Center as the children's pastor. I'm going to ask you to stand as we um, read the Word of God this morning. The scripture is found in Deuteronomy 6, uh, verses 5 through 7. It says, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. And these words I command you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, I just pray right now, Father God, that you would speak to us, God, that your word, Father God, would be, Lord God, what is spoken this morning, Lord God. Let me decrease so that you might increase and say what you want to say right now, Father God. Thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. The title of the sermon this morning, as PD said, is The Power of a Kingdom Kid. But I'm going to put this in terms that, that a lot of us understand and something just kind of put it all together in a hashtag. Hashtag is it starts at home. You see, a kingdom man and it plus a kingdom woman equals a kingdom kid. The hashtag sounds great all in itself, but the truth is, the sad truth is this morning, that we as the church have been losing our kids. Many of them have left the faith. Statistics show that six in ten young people will leave the church permanently or for an extended period starting at the age of 15, according to George Barner Research Group. 15. I was sharing with the congregation in the first service that when I researched a number of years ago, this number was different. It used to be 18 and 19. Now it's 15. We're losing our kids. I'd like you to watch this little video clip this morning. You find us laughing, playing, singing, and talking. You find us hurting, lying, fighting, and crying. You'll find us in homes, in schools, and in shopping centers. You'll find us in parks, on the street, and in churches. We are your children, your youth, and your responsibility. The call of the world continues to weaken the influence of our families and the church over us. It is becoming harder and harder for us to hear the message of God's love. The time is right for a decade-long emphasis on the children and youth of our world. We don't need another program. We don't need more events or church camps. We need a church that will minister to us and incorporate us into the church family through a wide variety of means and methods. 
We want and need opportunities to minister to others in ways consistent with our ages, abilities and spiritual gifts. We can serve in lots of ways. We can pray for our neighbours. We can help others to feel their belonging. We can learn to play our part. We can even help make decisions. We are disciples in training, not disciples in waiting. Please don't underestimate us. We are the church of today. And the church of the future. But you're in danger of losing us. You're 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 losing us. Will you do whatever it takes to reach us? Will you set aside your differences and meet us where we are? Will you teach us how to live? We are within your grasp. You can help change our lives. Please take time to share Christ with us. Because in 10 years I'll be 19. I'll be 20. I'll be 19. Because in 10 years I'll be 16. I'll be 24. 10 years I'll be 16. I'll be 17. Because in 10 years I'll be 14. I'll be 18. I'll be 23. I'll be 18. I'll be 20. We'll be 16. The question is. 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 The question. The question is. The question is. The question is. In ten years, will you have made a difference? Statistics show that more than half of the people who will ever accept Jesus as Lord and Savior will do it by the age of twelve. By the time a child is nine years of age, their basic moral foundation has already been formed. And by the time a child is 13 years of age, they will have already decided for themselves whether the Holy Spirit is relevant for them. That alone right there should cause us to cry out to God, parents. We are a Pentecostal church. We are a Pentecostal church. For our kids to, to not understand that the Holy Spirit is relevant to them, there says speaks volumes about what we're doing or not doing. There's a 10-year window of opportunity between the ages of 4 and 14 for a person to, be, to be, uh, accept the gospel, to be ready to accept the gospel. Between the ages of 4 to 14, Ten years flies by. Ten years goes by way too quickly. We're losing our kids. So you would say, well, Pastor Sylvia, what do we do? What do we do? All is not lost. All is not lost. If it was, I wouldn't be standing before you here this morning. I believe in what I've been called to do. I believe that these children are the future but they are the present. Amen. God is not waiting for them to be ready. They are ready. But it depends on us as parents. Parents, we have to give it our all. The word says you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your might. Their passion is only going to be as great as our passion. Their love for God is only going to be as great as our love for God. A kingdom kid's heart will be ignited with the fire of the Holy Ghost when our heart is ignited by the, with the fire of the Holy Ghost. 
We need to, it's time for us to get it right, to get to the right source, and to quit putting off what we know we're supposed to do. It says, and these words that I command you today shall be on your heart. These words, his words, the word. We need to stop relying on everybody and their mother to quote scriptures to us in our time of trial. Come on, man. We need to quit running to everyone else when our children are hurting Amen. and we see that, they're, that we're losing them. It's time for us to know the word. It's time for us to be so filled with the word that it overflows when our children need it. Amen. The word of God says, let the word of God dwell richly in me, in me. So that when I need it, it rises up when my daughter is in need. Come on. I shared with the first service that my dad was a preacher. He was a preacher. He was an amazing preacher. But more than that, my dad was a lover of the word of God. He loves the word. He studies the word. Even now, when he's not ill, I'll, I'll find him at, you know, at night. I, I'll see his light on. And he'll be studying the word and his shaky little hand, he'll be writing notes, PD. You know, he'll use a magnifying glass because he's losing his vision, but he'll use a magnifying glass to, to read the word of God. See, my father didn't need to tell me the word is important. My father modeled it for me. He showed me. He didn't have to tell me that I should love God. Because he modeled it for me in his passion. He lived the word. He preached the word. His love for the word made it attractive to me. When he would talk about the word of God, he made it attractive to me. It was exciting. I wanted to pick up the word. I wanted to read the word. I didn't want him to tell me about it. I wanted to see it for myself. Our love for the word has to be everything to us so it can be everything to them. The word says, and these words I command you today shall be on your heart. Jeremiah put it this way. He said, but his word was in my heart as a burning fire shut up in my bones. The word needs to be a burning fire shut up in our bones. Hebrews says, our God is a consuming fire. He's the word. If the word is in us and it's a consuming fire, when our children come to us with problems and issues or when we see the world taking them from us, we can know that we can pray and we can say, God, consume that. You live in me. Consume it. It's, it this is happening in my home, God. But I believe your word, God. I know that you live in me and that you, your word says that you are a consuming fire. Yes. It has to be shut up in our bones. It's time for us as parents to rise up and get it right. It's all about him. What do I mean by that? I mean that we have to be diligent. We have to take every opportunity to share with our children about the Savior. Every opportunity from the time they're little to the time they're older. As soon as they, they can sit down and you can read a book to them, read the word to them. 
And I'm not saying get the King James Bible out and read that. There's so many books for, for you know, Bible books for babies. I'm a strong believer that my daughter would not love the word had I not started reading to her when she was in my womb. I'd be, I would read to her every day. She loves to read, and I believe that that's why. When she was a baby, you know, a month old or whatever, we, I would sit to her and read, and Gary would say, what are you doing? I'm reading to her. I'm reading to her. I want her to hear the word of God. I'd put music on for her, worship music. I want her to hear the word of God. She got so into um, a, a, a group called For Him. I remember when she was little, there were a Christian, a Christian group for him that we took her to see them at Cathedral of Faith. She was like a, a year and a half old. She was playing on the pew. She was just playing and playing and playing. And when For Him took the stage and they started singing, she turned around and looked at them. And she was, everyone around us was laughing because she was yelling and saying, Mama, Mama, Mama. She, she recognized the music. Why? Because it was all that we played for her. It was all that she knew that, hey, I know those guys. I've heard those guys. She couldn't say anything but mama, but she was saying, mom, look, look. So we have to take every opportunity to share with them. It says you shall teach them diligently. Diligence is defined as a constant effort to accomplish something, to be attentive and persistent. To be attentive and persistent. We need to put down our phones. We need to put down the, the iPad. Get off of the computer and spend time with our children. Amen. And pray with them. Amen. And talk to them and say, Mijo, what's, what's relevant in your life? What do you need daddy to pray for? What do you need mom to pray for with you? What happened in school today? It's time for us to be attentive and persistent, to be diligent. And I'm going to add to that that we need to be intentional. Because the world is intentional in stealing them from us. The word of God says that the enemy roams around like a lion seeking whom he may devour. And if we're targets, they're targets. And I believe that even, even more so than us, they are. Because they are the church of the future that God is beginning to use now. He's raising up a generation of Jeremiah's and Ezekiel's and Isaiah's and Ruth's and Esther's to be used now. But we have to take every opportunity. Toddler parents, hang in there. It It goes by way too fast. But take every opportunity. Minister to your kids. Read to them about the Word of God. Talk to them about the Word of God. Talk to them about creation. When you're in the car, point out things about creation. Talk about the wonders of God. Psalm 78, verse 1 through 4 says, Listen, dear friends, to God's truth. Bend your ears to what I tell you. I'm chewing on the morsel of a proverb. I'll let you in on the sweet old truth. Stories we've heard from our fathers Counsel we learned at our mother's knee. We're not keeping this to ourselves. We're passing it along to the next generation. God's fame and fortune. The marvelous things he has done. Share with them the marvelous things that God has done. Every opportunity. Even when they're they're bad. (laughs) Even 
when they're, when, when they're fighting. And I'm not, you know, I know you, you might be saying, well, you know, Victoria's older. Who's she fight with? She's, a, she's an only child, you know. But I'm, not ta- I'm talking about even this week at camp, we had so many issues come up with kids. And I'm the type of person that I, I said before that I react quickly. And that's kind of my, my fault, you know. It's the thing that I really need to work on sometimes. I react quickly. I want to take care of a situation right away. And sometimes, as parents, we need to step back and take a breath. We need, you may need to count to ten. You know, whatever it is that you need to do. But even when, when they, they are disobedient, it's an opportunity. I remember a friend of mine saying to me when, I, when Tori was little, and I said to her, she's so stubborn. And she had children that were a little bit older, and she said to me, you know what, but pray and tell God to use that stubbornness that someday when someone tries to tell her that the word of God is not true, that she'll be so stubborn in her beliefs that she won't ever turn away. God can use even the things that we think are wrong with our kids or bad about our kids. God can turn them around for good. And don't be so quick to pull out the rod of correction. I said this in first service that we're so quick sometimes to want to discipline and, 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 you know, and, and just bring them into alignment. And that's, that's good. But the rod of correction is not always a rod of correction. A rod of correction is, is many times used just to get them on the right road. Just to say, mijito, this way. No, 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 this way. With our words. But we have to stop pushing them away. Many times, we're the cause for our children to turn away from God. Because with our words are harsh sometimes. Our actions are harsh sometimes. And if they don't see that God is a loving, forgiving God through us, they're not going to believe it. They're going to say, yeah, right, right. You're saying it, but you're not modeling it, Mom. You're saying it, but you're not modeling it, Dad. It's time for us to quit telling them and and start showing them. We want an easy formula to build a kingdom kid. There is no easy formula. The Word of God says train up a child in the way he should go. Training is not easy. Training takes years. Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. Some parents will come and say, but I've I've trained them, and look at their 16, their 17, they're turning away from God. The word of God says, when he is old, he will not depart from it. It may be that they, they step away for a period of time, but never lose hope, never give up. The word of God says they will not depart from it. I always say to my daughter, you know what? You may turn away from God, but it's okay. You'll come back. You'll come back. I, I, you know, I, will it make me sad? Will it break my heart? Yeah, it will. It will. But just so you know, you'll come back. It's God's promise to me. So you might as well just stay. You might as well just stay. Right? My testimony, you know, is not a testimony of I never went out into the world and and did, you know, alcohol or drugs or clubbing or any of that. 
My testimony is one that God kept me in the church. That's my testimony. And many times when that's our testimony, we think, wow, you know, we look at others, we say, well, I'd really like to have that testimony. Not me. I like my testimony. And I want, my, I, want, I want my daughter to see that testimony. Not to say that if you've made mistakes, God can use those to teach your children. But quit going in and out. You know, quit going in and out. The church has had a revolving door for way too many years. Of parents, of parents. They take their kids out, they bring them back in. They take their kids out, they bring them back in. It's time for us to, to stay in church. And I'm not saying just come on Sundays. I'm saying be the church Monday through Saturday. Be the church. Let your kids see you living what you are, what you are saying on Sundays. Because you can stand here all you want and raise your hands and yell and scream the loudest. But when the door's shut at your, in your home and you're yelling and screaming to each other, that speaks vo- more volumes than what you're doing here on Sundays. The pastoral staff's doors are always open. Always opened to the, to the people of, of CWC and the families. But quit coming to us every time that you need help with your children and get on your face and start seeking God on your own. Start seeking God. And start living like we're supposed to live. A kingdom kid happens. A baby is formed in a mother's womb and developed in a mother's womb. But a kingdom kid is developed and formed in the home. In our home. I can't expect my daughter to be anything else that I'm not, other than what I am. She will be what I am. That's what she'll be. And that's a a huge responsibility. Many of us in in this place are not doing a a, a very great job. I'm just going to be, I'm just going to be, you know, transparent with you. How do I know? Because I see your kids. Because I see the hurt. Because I see the brokenness. Because I see them acting out. And when that happens, I know something's wrong. I know something's wrong in the home. Dads, it's time for you dads to get on your face before God every day. My dad is, is 90 year, almost 90 years old. And still, when he's home, and he's in the hospital this morning, but when my dad's home, PD, I'll hear him praying for us downstairs. He's still calling out to God on our behalf. Dads, it starts with you. And moms, we're right there next to them. We have to be on our faces before God, praying for our children, fighting for our children. I refuse to let the enemy take my daughter from me. Not, for, not, not through eternity. Uh-uh. No. I, she will be in heaven with me. She will be in heaven with me. But my passion for God has to be there and evident to her so she can see it. And his book, 
uh, author Kurt Brunner says, it starts at home. The home is the primary context of our spiritual formation for better or for worse. As a children's pastor here at CWC, I'm committed, and I make that commitment to you this morning. I'm so glad that I had the opportunity to do this today. I, I'm making a commitment to you parents and families at CWC that I am here to support you in your efforts of raising your children. It's my privilege to serve. I, I'm very aware that God could have selected anyone else, more eloquent, more educated. He has given me the privilege to stand before you this morning as your children's pastor and family pastor. I like to say that too. I like being a family pastor. I should be a family pastor. Our mission in Extreme Kids is to raise up kingdom kids. And we have a mission. We're intentional in our mission. We've written it down. I read it often. I look at it. I pray over it. I pick my curriculum by my mission. And this is our mission. We're committed to seeing kingdom kids raised up to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. Radical in worship. Mobilized for service. We want them to be sacrificial in their giving. Active in evangelism. Full of the knowledge of the word of God. Baptized in water. And powerful in prayer. We take each one of those mission statements and we choose our curriculum carefully. I want you to know that. I don't just throw something together. I, I pray over it. I ponder over it. I look at it and sometimes I change it. I change it if I need to. We have been working for three months, close to three months, teaching these kids how to be kingdom kids. And out of that, out of those lessons was birthed the ministry that you're going to see today. Kids, go ahead and take your places. Extreme Kids Prayer Team. They've been praying. They've been fasting. They've been anxious. <laughs> seeking God on your behalf. Praying for you. We've trained them up. We've trained them up. And this morning, I just want to say this. This is not a message of condemnation. This is a message of hope. You see them standing here before us. They're our hope. They're the, they're the church of today and the church of tomorrow. I don't know if one of these kids is one of the ones that I'm going to pass the baton to when I get ready to retire. So I want to make sure that they're full of the power of the Holy Spirit. You may be sitting here this morning, and you know what? Let me just say this. PD always says this to us every Sunday. How do we do church as a family? We're a family right now. I don't want you to feel intimidated and, and, and embarrassed because let me tell you, I could not stand up here and preach to you and without just being transparent and saying that I've, I have messed up as a parent so many times. I've fallen on my face. 
I've had to ask my daughter to forgive me more times than I want to remember because I'm human. I'm human. Not one of us in this place can say that we have not made a mistake with our, with our children. But I want to say to my baby girl publicly that I love you. And I want you to forgive me, baby girl, if I've ever hurt you. If I've ever done something to crush your spirit, I want to acknowledge to you publicly that I never intended to do it. That I love you more than life itself. And I know that every parent in this room feels the same way. If your child is sitting next to you, parent, and you need to make things right with them, I'm going to ask you this morning that you would just look at them right now. Look into their beautiful faces and just admit, humble yourselves. Admit to them if you've made a mistake. Admit to them if, you, if you've crushed their spirit. Trust me, it's important. It's so important for their future that you do that right now. I'm going to ask that if, if you're in this place, first of all, and you don't know Christ, you're saying, man, all that sounds good to me. I want to be that man of God. I want to be that woman of God that's able to, to stay the course. I want to quit falling and getting up. Pastor Sylvia, I'm tired of, of in and out. I'm tired of it. I just want to be the man of God and the woman of God that God is calling me to be. I'm going to ask you to quickly come forward. These kids know how to lead someone to the cross. They know how to lead you to, to the Savior. Let them see you. Let your children see you making that decision so that someday when you're praying for them, it'll be easy for them to walk the altar. Parents, on the count of three, one, two, three, if there's anyone in this place, just come forward and let the kids lead you. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Okay, if there's no one here, then we're going to move right into the, the Christian parents and the, the Christian moms and dads. Now, I know that there's many of you here that you just want help. Whether, it, whether you're raising a baby, a toddler, a, a teen, you're just tired, you're weary, and that's okay. But the Word of God says, don't grow, don't grow weary in well-doing. Stay the course, because in due time, you will reap what you're, what you're, what you're praying for. In due time, you will see that child coming back to Christ. You will see your efforts. So I'm going to ask you right now, parents, if you want to come up as a couple, that's fine. Come up, stand to your feet, and just come forward. These kids are ready to pray with you. So is my team over here. Just stand to your feet right now. If that's you in this house, just come forward. Thank you for downloading this message. For more information on our church, visit us at www.cwcsj.org.